Welcome to Enterprise Radio, the signature show of the Enterprise Podcast Network, featuring some of the most prominent business professionals in the world today. And now your host, Eric Dye. This is Eric Dye, and once again, welcome to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Today on the program, we're visiting with Mr. Jeff Petowitz. He is the CEO of the Petowitz Group and author of AI Revenue Architect, Building Your Time Machine for Exponential Sales Growth. Jeff is a trailblazing thought leader dedicated to pushing the boundaries of revenue generation and pioneering AI-driven strategies for success. And Mr. Petowitz, thanks for joining us here today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. And you're more than welcome. I appreciate your time and coming out. Looking forward to hearing from you in all regards. So for starters, understanding and overcoming the reluctance towards adopting generative AI, tell me what are some of the common challenges businesses face when considering the adoption of generative AI and how can they overcome these? That would be a great place to start. Well, it certainly is exciting. I mean, and there there seems like every other day there are applications coming out and all kinds of use cases and it could be overwhelming. And that's probably is the first one that's the biggest challenge. Where do you start? Where do you jump in? Uh, which vendor is the right vendor? Which tool do I use? Uh, skill sets. What skill sets do I need? Do I need to train my current team? Do I need to go outside? Do I need to hire new? Uh, then you get into, of course, uh, privacy and ethics. Um, if these are public training models, how do I run my business? How do I maintain my clients' uh, confidentiality? So that's a, yet another concern. And then, of course, finally, how do I ensure the data is accurate? The data going in, the data coming out. I got to be able to verify this. I, you know, my business. You know, I, I, I rather die based upon good decision making. So, uh, a lot of things to consider. Yeah, a lot of things to consider for sure. And tell me, how can companies strike a balance between leveraging AI? for business growth while ensuring ethical considerations are prioritized. Talk to us about that. Well, I think like any good business decision, it really starts sitting down with a cross-functional team and looking at your core business as it is today and asking yourself, okay, department by department, process by process, what areas would benefit with through the application of AI, not just generative AI, but really any form of, of AI capability that's out there. How will it help us make make us more efficient? What kind of yield? What kind of investment would it be? What's the level of effort, high, medium, or low? Um, and what kind of impact will it have on our business, high, medium, or low? And then from there, you can start to prioritize your use cases based upon, you know, the the amount that you'd spend plus the impact plus the degree of risk. And then as you start to prioritize those decisions, you then say, okay, if we're going to now prioritize these use cases, what steps do we need to take to ensure? that we will be maintaining privacy and have ethics. Um, a lot of businesses are forming AI councils, which is kind of a cross-departmental team that that looks at AI policies for the company, looks at ongoing training and development for staff and employees. It evaluates new tools and capabilities that are on the market, and it acts as a steward for the business on something that's changing rapidly. So I think if businesses take those steps, you're going to be off to a good start. Um, what you can't afford to do, as, as scary as it is, as fast as it's moving, is just sit and wait. You know, because it, it's it's moving so fast. If you don't at least start getting familiar with it and take some steps in the direction of embracing it, you're going to be left behind. 
Yeah, certainly appreciate the feedback there. Most helpful. Now, looking at legal considerations and regulatory landscape for AI use, how do you see the regulatory landscape evolving in response to the increasing use of AI and what implications does it have for companies? Well, I, I think I'm, I've always been a fan of not necessarily having too much government <laughs> intervention and overregulation of industry. I think that can stifle growth. I think it has to happen really sector by sector, industry by industry. Um, one thing with the actor strike that we just saw, for example, with the writer said as an industry, they work together to develop contract language around AI, among many other things. And I think that's where it has to happen, really, is in the business sector. Certainly do appreciate your visit with us here today. We're speaking with Mr. Jeff Pedowitz. He is the CEO of the Pedowitz Group and author of AI Revenue Architect, Building Your Time Machine for Exponential Sales Growth. And he's joined us here today on Enterprise Radio, a part of EP and the Enterprise Podcast Network. Now, continuing on, what recommendations would you provide to companies looking to establish effective guidelines for AI deployment? Well, again, it goes back to what I said in the, in, on the last section which is forming an AI council with multiple department heads and coming up with use case and guidelines, both for your employees, as well as your business processes, and then revisiting them on a quarterly basis, because it is a quite evolving and rapidly changing field. Um, Investing and training for employees around generative AI and other types of AI applications, meeting with all of your vendors, both from a technology perspective as well as a service one, and finding out what they're doing in and around AI, what their roadmaps are, what their security policies are, doing a review with IT um, and accounting and finance and risk to look at your core businesses, uh, your, your systems, your processes, your personnel, and look for any potential vulnerabilities that could be exploited by improper use of AI and then developing some some processes and steps to, to shore that up. Um, this is one of those things where it, it is changing all the time. Um, it, it's, you you just need to proceed, but with caution, right? It, it's, you can't protect for every possible scenario, but I think if you evaluate things, make good collective decisions, you're gonna be on the right track. Certainly some sound advice there. Really do appreciate that once again. Now, if you would elaborate on the role of ethical AI in shaping the future of AI technologies and why it's becoming increasingly important today. Well, I mean, uh, humans uh, are at the, uh, have created everything. We're the ones that created AI. We're the ones that created these systems. You know, before AI came along, I mean, we have patent law and trademark law and we have contracts and we have non-disclosure agreements and confidentiality clauses and all these kinds of things to protect work, work product, IP, people, um, sensitive data, information. And um, it's not so much all of AI, it's really this generative AI with these publicly available training databases that are exploiting potential for for poor ethical use. Um, AI has been around, machine learning has been around for well over 20 years in many forms of business applications. And the reason why ethics were not brought up to that point is because these things were designed to do something, either work with data that was already in the system, um, do advanced logic or machine um, algorithms on data that was there. But now that we're developing content 
pictures, imagery, video, or, or writing things, um, we're, we're able to generate likenesses of people. We're getting into a whole new area that was not even a thing uh, before a year ago. And so this just opens up a lot of potential conflicts of interest or, or, or past where ethics and compliance can, can raise an issue. So there's just numerous areas. What happens if I share sensitive data, either my company's data or my client's data, and it goes into a public training database and it gets out in the open? You know, um, when I use AI to create something, who owns it? Do I own it? Does AI own it? What if AI took some of that information from another artist without permission? Who's in violation? Is it the AI? Is it, am I in violation? Um, if, if I'm generating an image um, and it looks like somebody else, did, and if I didn't get permission from that person, you know, can I use somebody's likeness without? I mean, so there's so many different areas that need to be discussed. And that's probably why, I mean, a lot of the, the leading tech leaders that were behind creating this in the first place were, were um, are advocating for a pause because um, they could see the potential for this to go quite awry. Unfortunately, now the genie's out of the bottle. <laughs> so uh, it, it, I don't think anybody expected how fast this was going to impact society and the world, but it has and it is. So we're all playing catch up. Mr. Pedowitz, one more question for you. Are there specific industries or sectors where the fusion of digital evolution and AI is particularly promising? And if so, why? Well, I think every industry has huge potential. Uh, if we look at healthcare, the, the ability for AI to do diagnosis uh, and um, advanced gene sequencing and therapy, um, so many different applications there, law, you know, being able to digest thousands of pages of case law and citations and, and being able to do the research that used that teams of paralegals had to do. Um, manufacturing, optimizing supply chain, um, developing more personalized experiences that scale for sales and marketing. I mean, really every industry will benefit from AI in one way, shape or form. So this is one of those once in a generation changing forces like the internet was in the 90s like the, the smartphone was uh, starting in 2007 this is going to have a dramatic and everlasting impact on our world um, and and again as long as we act ethically and responsibly this overall will have a positive impact but like every force of change we're going to have to learn new ways of doing things some things are going to go away and a lot of new things are going to be created Mr. Pedowitz, really do appreciate the insight, advice, and information shared on covering AI here today. Before you go in, in conclusion, any closing thoughts, a takeaway, a tip, or anything else you'd like to make mention of as we conclude today? Well, I would just encourage listeners not to be afraid by all this. And change is a constant, and technology is a constant. I mean, look, it was only 50 years ago or so that we put a man on the moon. <laughs> and, and look at where we are today. So this has a tremendous amount of potential to do good for our businesses and for society at large. Let's proceed, but proceed with caution. And as Reagan used to say, you know, trust, but verify. So don't take everything that the generative AI spits out at face value. You still have to verify it and do your homework, but start thinking about how you can apply AI in your business. You'll be better for it. 
Certainly do appreciate those concluding remarks as well. Mr. Pedowitz, where can listeners pick up the book, AI Revenue Architect, and how could they get more information on yourself and your firm as well? Well, for the book, they could pick it right up on Amazon. So uh, it's uh, do a search for the book on Amazon. And if they'd like to reach out to me, it's pedowitzgroup.com or hit me up on LinkedIn. It's uh, LinkedIn slash in slash Jeff Pedowitz and look forward to hearing from you. And of course, listeners, as always, you can find these links within the show notes of this broadcast for your convenience. Mr. Pedowitz, all the best. And again, we thank you for joining us here today on Enterprise Radio. Thank you, Eric. Once again, we've been speaking with Mr. Jeff Pedowitz. He is the CEO of the Pedowitz Group and author of AI Revenue Architect, Building Your Time Machine for Exponential Sales Growth. And for all the details, once again, visit pedowitzgroup.com. And this is Eric Dye, and you've been listening to Enterprise Radio, part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Tune into our live location as we are streaming live 24-7 around the world at epodcastnetwork.com forward slash live. You can also find our live stream on iTunes Radio and TuneIn Radio, as well as the TuneIn Radio app for your listening convenience. And as always, we thank you for your support and for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Enterprise Radio. To subscribe to more of our programming, visit epodcastnetwork.com. This is the ePodcast Network.